2: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. Solly here. Major championship week is upon us. It didn't sneak up on us, but it just not, not an overly hyped week going into Oak Hill. I have spent the day out at Oak Hill. I'm ready to take the questions from my compadres. Mr. TC is back following his deviated septum surgery. Hello, Mr. TC. Welcome back.
3: Hello, hello. Glad to be with you guys. It's more like blowkill, am I right?
2: Oh, God, that was a prepared statement <laughs> from Mr. TC. Pie Man is here. Hello, DJ Pie.
0: Hey, guys. Good to be here. Uh, you know, uh, looking forward to Big Tone uh, getting in the mix. Maybe we'll see Choke Hill this week. <laughs> God damn it. And <laughs> our resident <laughs>
2: journalist who we can trust not to sully the name of this podcast, Mr. Kevin Van Valkenburg. Hello,
1: KBV. It's so, all yeah, I'm doing well. Thanks for uh, inviting me back. It's been a little while since I've been on the pods. I've been, you know, laying low, making, uh, making content, making memes, what, all the things. Uh, <laughs> meme so God. I'm, I'm back. I'm back. The meme God is back. We have a
2: lot to discuss. We're going to go down the odds sheet. I, I, I can take a guess as to who is going to take us down the odds sheet. But from T to green, you can join all the golf action on DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers will receive an odds boost to add plus. 1,000 to any pre tournament wager up to $10 on any golfer. So, for example, if you're a new customer and you see a golfer to win the tournament at plus, say, 1,000 odds, DraftKings will boost that golfer to plus 2,000 odds for your shot at a bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code NLU and boost your odds during this weekend's tournament. That's code NLU, only the DraftKings Sportsbook for an extra plus 1000 odds on your golf bet 21 and older in most eligible states but age varies by jurisdiction see draftkings.com sportsbook for details and state specific responsible gaming resources game gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in new york call eight seven seven eight 8 hope ny or text hope in y in kansas call one 800 on behalf of boot hill casino and resorts uh odds boost take it expires 7 days after uh, issuance minimum $5 deposit eligibility and deposit restrictions apply terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com/golf terms man they have made that a lot harder than it used to be i used to be a king at that and uh, they used to say see disclaimer for sh- see show notes for a disclaimer but now i'm all tongue tied and everything and i'm struggling as we get into the show lots to talk about here about uh woke hill hell yeah got one in <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> boost it <laughs>
1: God, why did not you let me take that one, man? We we kind of left that one on a plat
0: on a platter for you, KVV. Where do you guys want to start? Where do you want to start? You were out there today. What's what was uh your first impressions of the of the place, of the tournament, of the media dining? You know, let's let's get to all of it. it
2: was a very pleasant day out there. I've uh, you know, it's not quite full summer heat, you know, in Jacksonville, but Getting on a plane last night, landing in Rochester, like a four-minute drive to my hotel, like a four-minute drive to Media Shuttle. The shuttle took like eight minutes to get there. Everything wow. was just smooth. Rochester is just a lovely little small town. It feels like northern Michigan felt when we were there in the summer uh, in 2021. It's still cool here. It's I'm wearing hoodies. It's it's just been very pleasant up here. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it was 48 degrees this morning. I wore shorts, and I didn't even have to think twice about it. The 48 degrees up here just hits a little bit different. Got to see the golf course for the first time today. Um, have a lot of thoughts on it, a lot of things to share, and uh, it's a whole lot of gray for me. It is. Uh, there's not going to be a lot of hot takes on this. There's nothing bold really to take away. There's nothing extreme about what it's going to reward. You can kind of predict what I think it's going to reward. It is not amazing. It is not bad. It is extremely middle of the road. If that sounds like a slight, it's not. It is just going to be a very uh, listen. If we're ranking all the major championship golf courses, some course has to be at the bottom, some course has to be at the top, and someone's going to be at the middle. And I would put uh, Wilk kill right there in the middle.
3: Sally, so, are you going to go to a Wegmans while you're up there?
2: Uh, probably not. It's a short trip for me. Uh, I'm kind of kind of in and out. And I, I everyone's been telling me to get the trash plate or the garbage plate, um, which yeah. is I guess the the staple dish. I had multiple people coming up to me. Uh, in the crosswalks and everything, Sally. Sally, what do you think of the garbage plate? What have you? Th- and I haven't had a chance to get one. I don't know if I will. So
3: they're gonna be they're gonna be pissed if you don't get the to Wegmans too. I remember we almost moved there. My parents almost moved us to Rochester, New York, when Neil and I when I was in high school, Neil was in grade school, and everybody was like, "Oh yeah, like that sucks. You're moving from Atlanta to Rochester. Like it's the cloudiest place in the continental United States, and you know can't play golf. And like we we're gonna live on Oak Hill and all that. But but man, we like we've got Wegmans. It's Wegmans is awesome it's sick it was like the only thing that they could talk about they were so proud of it so if you don't go to Wegmans people are going to be devastated
2: well it's even worse because I just got back from Whole Foods as I tried to scrounge up some dinner before we got here and I uh I have a funny story about you know you see some people when you're out and about the grocery stores and whatnot during major championships saw Adam Shank there um you know I I, I, I walk, in, walk down the aisles oh wow, yeah and I go down the beer aisle and I sw- I see someone, and again, it's PGA Championship Week, PGA of America Week. I see a gentleman with kind of the round, circular glasses, with some kind of slick back hair. Kind of, uh, you know, looks like a banker, looks like the CEO of the PGA of America, Seth Wall. Could have sworn it was him. Like it looked a little older than him, but like I was like, oh, that's you know, he's at, at Whole Foods tonight. And I just walk right up, like, hey man, how are you? As soon as I say it, I realize it's not him. <laughs> Yet the guy totally reacted as if we knew each other it's, hey good to see you I'm, I'm doing really well how are you tonight? like <laughs> totally acting like we knew each other and i'm wondering if that was seth wall's dad or something like that it very well could have been you know um, who that
3: is man that's seth wall's brother, seth wall's brother.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it could have been but what a uh, good what, what a good endorsement for the the people of rochester friendly yeah. people love sure, to hear it extremely friendly yeah it's I'm, been, I'm,
3: uh, I'm, I'm sure the guy would have gone out and had a Genesee cream ale with you afterwards. Probably, Solid.
2: probably would have, but, uh, walked the golf course today. Um, got some feedback from some players. Why don't we just go ahead and start with, I got a, I walked a few holes with Justin Thomas and Max Homa today, asked them for kind of their reaction, what they saw to the golf course today. Why don't we start with Max and then we'll play JT's bit. What'd you learn from the golf course today?
4: Uh, be in the fairway. <laughs> uh, really? the rough, super strange. It's kind of like Lawn rough, you know, it's a really thick blade. So there's a couple lies. We thought were fine and they're Just no energy um, But it's you're gonna have to hit the ball really well this week. I think Because uh, there's not a lot of a lot of other options, you know, most tournaments It's the best putter from the best ball striker But this does feel like there's gonna be a premium on hitting the ball. Well leaving the ball in the right spots just think that when you have rough like this and yeah length is just going to help because it's na- it's pretty narrow so I, it just feels like a uh, uh, someone who hits an above average length and, and hits the ball quite well for the week is just gonna have a mega advantage the distance on some of the especially on the front end, there's a couple covers that i just think are make it make a world of, a world of difference what's your
2: reaction coming off the golf course here
4: it's good i mean it's 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 challenging um i think you have to do some shot shaping off the tees to Depending on the wind severity and, and how firm the fairways get, I mean, they definitely have some run out where <laughs> fairways can play quite a bit smaller than they are. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a it's just a, it's a good it's a big boy golf course. You know, he got a bomber's paradise. Uh, I definitely don't think it is. I, I think it's it's hitting it hitting it straight. I think is way more important than hitting it far enough. Um, rough is strange. I've never seen like blades this thick. It seems like you'll have lies, whether chipping or, or hitting irons into the green, where it should come out better than it does, and it just continues to not. So uh, I think that'll be a little bit of an adjustment for everybody, too.
2: I feel like we've tricked ourselves into tournaments where it's like, all right, got to be in the fairway, got to be in the fairway, got to be in the fairway. And then by the end, by Sunday, it's just like, dude, just bomb it down there, and whoever gouges out of the rough is the best. Is this different than that?
4: I mean, it's a good point. I mean, it, you would have thought that about Wingfoot, right. for sure. Um, I think that was a bit of a, a freak scenario. And also, I mean, Bryson putted unbelievable that week. so. It's tough. I think I at least from playing and I know strategically there's there's a couple holes here and there where if you have the right wind and you can take, you know, take some lines or some bunkers on, then I think it's worth it, but there's a pretty good amount of holes where I mean, I'm just trying to put it in the fairway and trying to figure out the easiest way I feel like to make par and then attack the holes that I feel like are birdie holes.
2: So it's kind of mixed. I, before I even stepped foot out on the golf course, one player told me, "It's great if you can bomb at 320." And another player said, like, it reminds me of Wingfoot. That was the first two things I'd heard about it. And I think I tweeted that out. And I think a lot of people thought it too, was going to turn into the Bryson show, which listen, that, that one's probably on me. I'm mixed on this one. I think there are a few holes out there that if you have a certain carry number, you can eliminate the last bunker. Like you can get past all the trouble and things kind of open up. But uh, it's not as narrow as Wingfoot. So it's not like everyone's gonna miss every fairway. Like Wingfoot was just comically narrow with thick rough that it, all that mattered was getting as far down there as possible because even if you drove it straight you were going to hit half the fairways and the fairways are wide enough here that I don't think that's going to necessarily be the case I think it's just still going to require some really good driving and the punishments for missing the fairways is there I watched John Rom and Tony Finau play the 18th hole Rom pulled a drive a little bit the wind didn't really take it. it was not a bad tee shot we got up there and I don't know what he was hitting in seven iron eight iron maybe six iron I couldn't quite tell and it, he couldn't get it on, on the green. Couldn't get it up the hill. It was not going to jump out of that lie. And we went over to Tony Finau's ball in the middle of the fairway, and he just got up there and stuffed one in there to 15 feet. Like, it made a really big difference. Um, so you're going to have to drive it straight, but that doesn't mean that it's like the Kevin Kisner contest. I don't know if that makes any sense. Again, it's not, like, extreme on any, on
0: any um, end, but it just is going to take some really good driving this week. That's what it seems like. And and I know this is obvious, but based on kind of watching a lot, reading a lot, hearing a lot, it it, it just is very much like that. Uh, can you drive it long and straight contest? Right. Which is kind of where we always see the thoroughbreds, you know, rise in the majors and and why we haven't had any kind of like weird fluky major winners in a long time is like you're probably going to have to do both of those both of those things. And I think that's much more interesting than Wingfoot. I think it's much more interesting than, you know, a lot of places that we go on tour. And I, I was kind of blown away just from finally like doing some reading and watching and consuming a lot of stuff about Oak Hill today. Uh, I'm, I'm like really fired up. It looks really, really cool from afar. And I think coming into this week and when this tournament was announced, I think I kind of rolled my eyes just thinking back to 2013 and thinking back to 03 and photos of it and, and whatever. And uh, this is kind of a Maybe sacrilegious a little bit. I think this has changed a little bit over the the last couple of years, but definitely going back a couple of years. I remember like there's just this class of golf course that's kind of like the, you know, Wingfoot was in there for a while before the last US Open, but it's kind of like Wingfoot, Plainfield, Ridgewood, Oakland Oak Hill, Hills. Oakland yeah. Hills. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like northeast and there's thick rough and big oak trees and there's probably a creek going through there somewhere and i I couldn't really tell you much more about it and now watching uh obviously the video that andy and the fried egg did on on oak hill was great but also the Derek duncan golf digest all 18 holes at oak hill video was fucking awesome and just going through and like Really talking about what they changed about each hole, what it used to look like, what it looks like now, what kind of pins they've reclaimed, what the history is at a lot of these places. I'm like, I'm really fired up. It looks really, really cool. And it looks like a pretty, I, I don't know, like a pretty balanced test. Right. And does that mean that someone like Joel Damon is going to bunt it around and win? Like, probably not. And apologies to Joel. But does that does it mean that it's only going to be Bryson or Brooks or, you know, kind of like the Beth Page show? Like, it doesn't seem like it at all. It seems pretty open. You seem really excited, is it fair to say you're you're stoked hill? Yeah, I would say that. <laughs> I would say that I think you took the words right out of my mouth.
1: I would think it's kind of upstate New York kind of tweed sort of more bespoke hill Virginia's. <laughs> 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 so, so what did you think of JT's take about the grass being so thick or the, the blades of grass. I thought that was an interesting thing. He was, you know, this shows you how turf players think. Like not only do they have opinions on like the thickness of grass, but the literal thickness of the grass blades, which I would have never uh, contemplated. I, I think I know what he's
2: talking about. Like we've all played that northern rye, that wispy rye that's like, dude, flyer Nate, like let's go. We can just pump it out of here. The ball's going to fly straight. And this is just like a little bit grabby on the club face. It seems like it just doesn't, it's not that deep. Like the, you walk the course, and you're not like, holy shit, the rough is really deep out here, but it's just like weirdly thick. I'm not that familiar with grasses in the area, but it, it's, it's severe. And it's, I was watching guys hit a lot of chip shots. There's going to be a lot of chipping out of the rough this week and not seeing guys able to slide the 60 really smoothly under it. It's kind of a lot of chop pitches and a lot of chop bumps and, and kind of funky shots like that, which again like i know people are probably sick of us talking about golf courses and breaking it down like this i think like the overwhelming feeling i had walking the course today was like dude this is going to produce a freaking good leaderboard like it is i hate the term no no faking it but like dude you just gotta you gotta play some really freaking good golf around this place and like the best players are gonna thrive here and it, it i don't know if the path to getting to there is going to be necessarily exciting it's still kind of trending towards the style of play that I find a bit boring. I I think Southern Hills was probably a lot more interesting than this place, but by the very end, are we going to have a really good leaderboard and a really good champion? Is it going to reward really good golf 100 million percent?
3: Yeah, that's my takeaway. It seems like it's just very, it's like old school, old fashioned, good, solid golf. It's not sexy. It's not flashy. Uh, You're going to have to work the ball both ways. You're going to have to drive it straight. You're going to have to hit your mid irons well. Probably gonna have to hit some long irons in some weird places. Uh, but yeah, you're gonna have to be disciplined. It's it's gonna be just kind of unsexy. Like I I, like, I think every once in a while I really, really like a major like that. I don't want all of them to be like that. And I think we're you know, we're we're gonna have some bleak times the next two years after this, with the PGA going to Valhalla and Quail Hollow. Uh, and I don't think is gonna be great either. But then after that, it kind of gets back on a good cadence. But I think the PGA has kind of found something with going to some of these places that aren't necessarily in the open ROTA, but also have their own unique kind of story and their own unique legacy as well.
1: Because the PGA has sort of struggled to find its identity separate from the other three majors. I'm
0: curious to put to the group, like, what is your ideal, ideal PGA look like? I feel like we've talked about this a lot in, in years past. And I think maybe I'm, this is recency bias or I'm, I'm kind of like getting swept up in the conversation we're having right now, but I think it's, it's kind of variety. Right. And it's, it's like truly testing all the skills throughout the bag, like a, a real complete test where I feel like the U S open kind of is that, but also is like almost more skewed towards like the mental, the, the psychological examination as Tron and Randy would say, I think the PGA just being like a, a pretty balanced, test of golf to identify the best golfer is, again, I know that seems pretty obvious, but that's kind of seems like what it is to me, where it's like, it's what you were saying, Tron, you got, you can't just drive it long. You got to drive it long and straight. You got to hit your irons in the right spots. You're going to miss a lot of greens. They've got a lot of short grass around the greens. They've got a lot of long grass around the greens. They've got it. Like it's, it's almost like if the checkbox is, you know, you're, you're going to need to do 25 different things this week. Like you kind of have to check all 25 if you're going to win. And that's so rare for a a PGA Tour event, I, f- I feel like.
3: I think it seems like some of the variety maybe like year to year or like over a sample size of three to four years versus like the U.S. Open, you know what you're going to get every single year, whereas PGA, you probably know what you're going to get the totality of those four years, but it's going to be something different that, you know, adds up to those things. And right? that's
0: what I think like adding, you know, going to a place like Oak Hill and going to a place like Kiowa feels like their world's different, but I think they're yep. like weirdly kind of similar. Right. Like it, they still are, are kind of a similar style test. So I, I don't know if what I'm saying is making sense, but that's well, I think it's
3: it. like it sounds like breadth, right? Like yeah. there's there's breadth and depth with PGA of America venues, whereas with the with the US Open or USGA, it's it's more just like, <laughs> Hey, we have we have this one archetype that we're gonna follow. And you know, and I think to a certain extent, like it's going to be interesting a little bit this next series or wave of of times that they go back to some of these places like we saw it at wingfoot a little bit where like you know maybe the the restoration at wingfoot wasn't necessarily a great thing right because there's not as many dog legs and there's not as much elevation it seems like this place has more of both of those things where you know it kind of forces the issue a little bit more um whereas like you know it's kind of gonna be like going back to the you know to places like oakmont once Gil gets done there or like shinnecock last time of like going back to these places and kind of dusting them off and seeing seeing what they're like with the restoration but um uh, but i think once we get through that cycle it's going to be just you know the usga you know what you're going to get right pga of america i want you to surprise us a little bit
2: two things on that tc i think thinking about Wingfoot. foot so if we think back on that setup really narrow fairways really thick rough and the way that golf course has a lot of greens with openings in the front. So when you missed fairways, you had options to get it at least on the green and not be trying to get up. Like you can't survive us opens and major championships. If you're chipping all day long, you just cannot, you have to hit a ton of greens. You had possibilities with that. When you missed fairways there, there's a few holes out there that like the first hole you can access. If you miss the fairway, not going to be the end of the world. Second hole might be a little bit more challenging Then there's several other holes that have, like the 18th hole has this enormously steep slope going up it. that's like hey if you miss the fairway there's no there's no option here to run it up like you're gonna pay the price on this there's more holes out there that felt like hey you are going to pay the price when you miss this fairway um which i think is an overall good thing i think Wingfoot. i'm a fan of taking trees out i'm a fan of expanding the greens and adding a lot of contouring like they did so much some and some so much of what they did there i'm a fan of yet co- it kind of combined into this soupy mess that didn't end up playing really well for the u.s open for a variety of reasons whereas this feels like all right they took out a ton of trees they redid all the bunkers added some really severe contouring around the greens, some punishing contouring around the greens is going to lead to some death spots there's going to be total inaccessible pins if you miss in the wrong spots around these greens and I feel like maybe there's just more of that here than there was maybe at a setup like Wingfoot. It just has a little more character to it. I'm not I, 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 the golf course and the landscape has more texture to it than say a Wingfoot does. That is more defined by its smooth, subtle terrain rolling than it more is the the, the steep stuff that you're going to get out here. I don't know if that makes sense.
3: It sounds it sounds more ornate. It sounds like Baroque Hill. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it it I, I would I would I imagine this course. I would. I'm glad I never saw this course before the redo because the greens look freaking cool. I mean, they seriously have all of these cool little, cor- like very clear, like modern restoration efforts of like, we need to put a championship pin in the back right corner of this green and the back left one. To the back part of number two and we're gonna have a runoff back there that's gonna run into some rough but like hey it's a shortish par four here's how we're gonna challenge the tour pros get your number right you get your number right you're gonna make a birdie if you don't you're gonna struggle to make a par like that's just it feels like this this re- restoration was designed with this tournament in mind the what he's done around the greens with the really severe little gumdrop chocolate drop mounds whatever you want to call them on top of what he's done with the bunker faces reminds me a lot of congressional. He did the work there. Uh, and it also reminds, I had really strong touches of what he did at Inverness uh, and how that, you know, kind of how they brought corners of the green back into it. And then these aren't things people really, a lot of people think about when they watch golf on TV, but it allows you to have a pin that is that is ex- really challenging but accessible. And I think when golf gets really boring is when pin gets, pins get too hard and they're not accessible even by good shots and you end up with just dull repeat golf watching the whole time. There's going to be plenty of opportunity this week for guys to score and succeed. I don't think the scores are going to be low, but it's at least possible. And I think that's a, a, a obviously a very strong positive.
1: Let me tell you, Sally, as somebody who watched some of the Jason Duffner stuff uh, as a sort of... Uh recap this week for the mailbag a lot of sad looking ovals like kind of like standardized testing ovals that's oh what the greens God. were man It standardized. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I don't know what like the crime was that was committed in the sort of remake of the Fazio remake of some of this stuff but it's just it's so unimaginative the greens and you can sort of see like honestly why a great ball striker would have won that uh you know in Furyk and, and Duffner right there and Duffner didn't even really putt that well to win because like there wasn't really a lot of like imaginativeness. Like if you hit it close, okay, he was either going to make or not make the putts. It wasn't really like there was a lot of contours that he had to navigate or whatever. It was just like, all right, hit it here. Cool, man. Shoot 62. That's amazing. I think what defines a PGA for me is that if someone is playing great, they can go low and they can put their foot on the gas and they can come screaming up the leaderboard. And it doesn't seem like a total like, holy shit, like You know, I think guys can chase in PGA's. And I sort of like that element of it. In the US Open, like, guys are coming back to the pack. The Masters you can chase, but it doesn't really seem like it's a miracle, right? Like, some people just, like, Spieth and and Mickelson did at this year's Masters. They knew that course. They weren't really in that tournament, but they could chase and make it sort of exciting with a lot of big... The PGA is just sort of subtle. Like, all right, somebody could show shoot 65 out there and, and really catch up after some bad rounds. And I think that that, to me, is what defines it. It's like the line... Between like disaster and good is still there, but it's not as severe as is the US Open.
3: Let's not let's not lay it all at the at the feet of of the Foz, my guy, the Foz. Let's let's Foz let's, is multiple Fozes. Well, Fozes, but but Robert Trent Jones sure. senior as well. Bad, bad, bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> so <Solid> like <laughs> question. Uh, are most of the greens back to front, like kind of Ross style, yep. still like that?
2: Yep. A lot of, there's a lot of some internal stuff going on, a lot of like little weird mounds and some tears to them. And like they can be in control with what they want with scoring. I mean, they can make him some really fun, interesting pins and they can make some really hard ones that are not dumb and silly. I mean, there's just uh, some really interesting internal contouring and uh, it, it, it feels like a little bit CGI, like done a little bit, like it doesn't look that natural, but at the same time, it looks like really fun to play and, um I, I don't like going to majors or golf events where it's like dude i would never want to play this course doesn't even look fun it's that hard like this one's kind of like I, I could hit that shot like i'd like to try that wouldn't that be fun but
3: that's the it, thing it looks like somewhere like you'd want to play on a weekly basis because it yeah. changes so much day to day and like yeah. you get so much variety out there the bunkers look deep as fuck,
2: too. they are <laughs> deep they are really deep and the face like it's just it's a really cool look and they have some Kind of some some of the weird runoffs. JT commented on this in presser too, of like the, some of the runoffs are just going to send the ball down into the rough, um, you know, which is still better than just having thick rough two feet off the edge of a green. Like if you, a couple of holes where if you, if you blow it long, it's going to run away from you for a while and end up in rough. And you're going to now have to navigate some really interesting shapes on your way up. And I watched Max and JT practice from behind two green today. Joe just pulled out a, a lob wedge, a putter, and a five iron behind two green. And threw them all at max's feet like here practice with these three i don't know what the answer is yet but let's figure it out and there's at least that element in there of like these guys got to figure out how they're going to play these shots around there it's typical northeast just with the trees removed like there's just big time scale out there i always get really uh i struggle with my depth perception when you get out to these huge ass greens that have a lot going on with them and understanding where the uphill and downhills are these guys don't have that problem but uh i have respect for their ability to navigate all that stuff but i also think want to point out can i point out really quick on pgas winner last year jt southern hills five under uh kiwa phil six under morikawa took it to 13 under I, I think he shot a 64 or something in the final round to do that 13 at harding park beth page was eight under um and then brooks kepka went went low at tpc or at, at tc uh bell reeve country club at 16 <laughs> under and then eight under at quail like scoring it, the, the pga has gotten a lot harder i feel like yeah. it used to be a race to like 18 under par and in five last five six years it has been a like one of the more difficult majors
3: yeah i think i mean shit even like the senior pga that they had here in 2019 ken ken tanigawa won at minus three that was uh i, I put
0: together kind of like a five uh like fun facts about about oak hill just trying to you know you never know when we get to these preview pods. This was a very robust conversation, but sometimes <laughs> it's, it's the Bell Reeve and we don't know what we're going to have. So just, just in case, uh, or it's Bell
3: Reeve and we do know what we're going to have. Oh, I mean, that's, that's gonna true. Suck.
0: Uh, TC, did you see the winning score at the 2008 senior PGA? I did not. This was Jay Haas won at seven over par. Whoa. Uh, so Whoa. that, that was going to be part of my thing. So if, if you'll indulge me real quick, sure. uh, First of all, I bet you guys didn't know this, one of five courses, don't ask me what the other ones are because I don't know, I didn't look it up. One of only five courses to have hosted the US Open, the PGA, the USAM, and the Ryder Cup. Pretty cool. So I would yeah. assume Brookline's in that. I was having a hard time thinking of any others.
1: But I mean, I mean you're gonna get a text from Oakland Wolf, Hills. You're gonna get a text from Wolfie like 10 minutes after <laughs> this post. Sure. He's <laughs> gonna be like, DJ, oh, how could you what, forget?
0: How could you not know? <laughs> Uh, so that was cool. Hazeltine, Saul, you men- I think, is up there. Hazeltine, right? probably. Yep. Yeah, oh, that's got to be one. <laughs> 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 Saul, you mentioned the the chocolate drops right of 17. Just something for people because obviously people will hit it in there quite a bit. It's now kind of a converted par 5, like plays as a par 5 for... The membership is going to play as a par four this week, so you can just imagine it's a long shot in there. Probably going to be a lot of people in those right chocolate drops, uh, which is where Ben Hogan was in the 1956 U.S. Open. Mm -hmm. Had a chance to get up and down uh, to become the only person to win five U.S. Opens. TC, you can relate here. I'm sure he missed a a two-and-a-half-footer. Uh, on the seventy-second Honestly, hole. I
3: can't. I can't relate, Dij.
0: <laughs> now that you've switched to the claw, you're freed exactly. up. Exactly. Are you still yeah. doing the claw, TC? I haven't seen to see.
3: Oh, you play. Yeah. it's <laughs> crazy, man. I mean, okay. it's all I can regale you. It's just yeah. putt after putt after putt, <laughs> right in the heart of the hole.
2: <laughs> I blame you for this, DJ. This was on, this was on you for sure.
0: So what I was going to say next is, it used to be gettable. Uh, Lee Trevino in the nineteen sixty-eight U.S. Open became the first player to shoot all four rounds in the sixties at the u.s open i think there were some comments after that that were kind of like a little bit like fuck around and find out uh <laughs> sort of stuff because that was when i think they really flipped the switch yeah and we're like let's bring in multiple fazios let's bring it bring in the, the jones family bring, <laughs> yeah, in bring it the doctor the bring in everybody let's get rid of a bunch of these ross holes let's get rid of a bunch of this let's convert this let's do this blah 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 uh and then i was gonna say uh at by the time the 1980 PGA came around, Jack Nichols was the only player that broke par. Uh, and then, of course, as I mentioned, Jay Haas plus seven to win the senior PGA. And then uh, the last one, you know, Randy's not here, but I thought he would dig this. Uh, the You guys, I'm sure, have heard the legend by now this week of Dr. John R. Williams.
3: I have. Is this the guy from from Shack from the uh, Eastman Kodak?
0: Yes, he yeah. was. Uh, many. I, I don't know, actually. I don't know if he worked for Kodak because people called him "quote the father of home refrigeration," which is a story I need to look into. There's uh, so much
3: like fascinating industrial shit coming out of exactly, Rochester. Exactly.
0: Exactly. So he was an Oak Hill member. Uh, you'll you'll you know if you read any of the history or learn any of the history about it. Basically, they they acquired this big sprawling piece of like treeless farmland. That the golf course sits on now and dr john r williams uh was was not pumped about the big tree list expanse fancied himself somewhat of an amateur arborist uh and so he started having people sending him acorns from all over the world all sorts of famous acorns uh he got acorns from mount vernon uh, from Stratford upon Avon, where you know your boy Bill Shakespeare was from, KVV, uh, yeah. from Sherwood Forest. Some would and, say Bloke Hill, <laughs> exactly. And he uh, just started planting these trees all over the place. Planted like a hundred, over a hundred thousand trees. Uh, so that is how Oak Hill kind of like got its name was because Doctor John uh, was out there just just absolutely johnny apple seeding his face off uh and now you know a lot of those trees have come down so i don't know how the how the williams family estate feels about that
3: but what was the quote from shackleford's newsletter today
0: oh that was a different guy that was oh. i think that was eastman himself who okay, you know yeah. unfortunately committed suicide but he basically said in his suicide note like all my work is finished so why delay the inevitable <laughs> which is yeah it's some sort of like spinal pretty heavy cord or something. Yeah, yeah i think he was just massively in pain Uh, so yeah, if if that's not a good enough tease, it's a lot of, a lot of other stuff to learn about Oak Hill, but
3: there you go. I'm going down the, I'm going down the leaderboard of the 2008 PGA senior PGA championship here. It's, uh, like Scott Spence finished. He was the last guy, last place guy of guys that made the cut. He finished 36 over par. Shot 82-82 on the weekend. Depends
1: yeah. On the weekend, if I remember right, I think it was. But Sorry to yeah. Scott Spence's family, if you're listening, but I, yeah. I drive by. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Before okay. we get going too far, I want to give a shout out to our friends at Roback. Saw a lot, a lot of Roback out there. Today. I got to say, I've never felt like fresher in a hoodie than the orange one I'm wearing right now. We got these in our mm-hmm. pro shop right now, store.no laying up. Uh, dot com. We got these grand, brand new, fresh orange and cream hoodies. That I think this is my favorite. Considering I have my own uh, rowback section of my closet now, uh, that is a very, very strong endorsement. They uh, The performance polos, they just hit a little bit different. Their four-way stretch is next level. The material is moisture-wicking to get you through a warm day on the course while staying wrinkle-free. Their performance Q-zips are awesome. They're a game-changer. I finally found my white and green when they sent me for the Masters. So pumped about it. Nothing beats rocking a roback Q-zip for a morning round of golf or for an evening out on the town. And finally, the hoodies are the stretchiest, softest hoodies in golf. It is Hoodie S-E-N at Oak Hill, and you're going to see a lot of hoodies uh, both in the crowd and on players this week. I saw a ton of them, so many of them roaming around the grounds. Uh, gave gave the subtle subtle nod to everyone that uh looked my way. Uh, they were all, they were very confused when I did that, but they're the best hoodies in the game. They're gaining traction big time. You can use code NLU at roback.com for a generous 20% off your first order through the end of this week. That's dot com. 20% off polos, zips, hoodies and more with code NLU.
1: Got my first Robac shipment uh, from from the gang this uh, week. My wife was just completely smitten by the roback hoodies. Was like, the what is that? That yeah. looks Watch so out. good she, on you. She's gonna and steal I, them. As you know, I'm I'm a I'm a thick guy. You know, so I gotta wear stuff that's flattering. I can't just like throw anything on. It was it was completely a winner. I'll Hell tell yeah. you what it
2: is. The strings are a, a wonderful compliment. They're the really well decorated yeah. little strings on it. I never thought I'd care about something like that, but uh it, it's every time i see somebody with one that i haven't gotten before I'm, i get mm-hmm. immediately envious so boom should we talk some players uh we've talked real, a lot of golf course okay real quick go, finish the 2018 senior i still, <laughs> <I'm> still,
3: <laughs> still on my, oh you're serious yeah <laughs> third leg greg finished t6 Oh, jay hosto opening round 69 and then he gets, shoots. It was a par seventy. Shoots 70. seventy two, seventy four. We're, we're not doing this. We're, we're <laughs> eight not, over. Eight it. over in the last we're three not. rounds, and wins more. by one over Bernhard Langer. We're Langer like stroke, stroke hill out there. TC. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, it's we're crazy like though. Hill. <laughs> well, it's just one of those things too. I remember in twenty thirteen, I think I was on like a European vacation during the PGA, and so like I just I didn't see a single shot of that event. I've never seen highlights from it. I've never like, it. It's like it didn't even happen. Kind of like the Baltus roll. Shout Walker, to Surf Pro. <laughs> like a Surf Pro ad. And like, I like Jason Duffner, but it's just like, it just, that one like never even registered with me. I have no memory of Oak Hill ever since the Sean McKeel one.
0: It was weirdly kind of a fun watch, I, I remember, at least just from a Duffner perspective. I think Duffner had kind of like taken over the world of golf. He had the close call in Atlanta a couple of years before. Broke through, and you know he was, was at so Dallas, he and he was, was just so good back then. Yeah, he'd won a couple times, and it was just like, I mean, it was kind of a Zalatoris 1.0, right? Where like mm-hmm. he would, he was just flagging it on every like TC. I don't, I truly don't remember a like golf tournament where I've seen somebody hit it inside five feet more than that. Tournament. He had more kick-ins than I think I've ever seen at a major for sure. And like, and, honestly, and like,
1: like those a kick-ins, yeah, those <laughs> kick-ins were not guaranteed mix. Yeah. Like it, it was, was kind of, awesome. it was a real shaky, like guide him in to situation. Hell yeah.
3: But, but like, like on that same note, should we expect someone like, like a Hideki or like a Sungjae who just hit, they just hit the ball close. Like they just knocked down flags with their irons over and over and over again. And then like the putts may go in for two, two and a half rounds and they just, they're just like, you know, they just keep coming.
2: I don't think either of those guys wins enough to make me like turn to that. Right. I, I I'm in, I I I I'll, I'll say it right now. Did this in my DraftKings picks. I'm willing to come off my take of i uh, I'm not going to try to predict the Rory comeback because I think it, I think it happens this week. I think this makes oh. a lot of sense for Rory. I think he wins the PGA this week. It, it makes too much sense. And maybe I'm getting a little drawn in by him being plus 1,400 and like Scotty Scheffler being plus 700 with an ice cold putter. And I, Rory's odds should not be double Scotty Scheffler's right now. I really don't think so. I know Scotty and John have played incredible golf, but there are some holes we're taking. He's gonna pound the driver out there. He's gonna over. I don't think he's gonna like take it super deep. I just feel like it's gonna be a, a weird one where Rory actually, you're gonna look up by the end of 72 holes and be like, "Whoa, he is like right in the mid." Or not 72, but like through, say, 60 holes, you'd be like, "He, Rory's right in the mix right here, and he's gonna actually get it done for once." I know,
1: I, 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 I'm going against everything I've said, but I'm, I'm ready to flip. I want this to happen, Sally. I want it to happen, but I gotta tell you, I was looking through the things last night. What's the last PGA that Rory contended in? Probably the one he won. Correct. Really? Whistling Straits. K was 15. Uh, didn't contend at all in that. Baltusrol didn't contend at all in that. Quail Hollow didn't contend at that. Bell Reeve didn't contend at that. Bethpage didn't contend there. Harding Park didn't contend. Kiawah didn't contend at all. Southern Hills did contend, but then started washing himself out. So yeah, last year was really the. But it it to me, I was like, oh, Rory's always in the mix of PGA's. Like he he'll definitely contend this week. This is a real chance. And then I looked it up and I was like, man, like there was a, a run of of many PGAs there where he just wasn't even really a factor, and that that kind of st- shocked me because I think of this as like his major that he kind of you know has no demons at and owns more than any other.
2: Could be. Uh, I ran into him. I, I was leaving the media center this morning. I was walking through the parking lot and he's he's pulling in looking for his parking spot. I did the kind of the fake like. I'm going to jump in front of your car and and cash in the insurance payment on that. And, uh, he's like, totally fake. He rolls, that's that's a specific thought. (laughs) More like broke hill.
0: Uh,
2: (laughs) (laughs) he rolls down his window and he's like, it's been so long since I won this thing. I don't think they have a parking spot for me anymore. (laughs) And, I don't know. He just seemed to be in, in in a good place when he got out of the car, and and he, he his wife's from the area. He's incredibly familiar with it. And, Home game uh, models, baby. Mm. I don't know. It, it just seems like it makes sense. I may mean, also made a play on Rom. I think it'd be very silly to not have something for Rom to. I mean, he's probably going to win the Grand Slam, so I yeah. uh, had to have a little bit of something on that. But I don't know. It it it, it should make a lot of sense. I, I don't want to overthink it. Weirdly, again, I'm totally inventing this storyline. He had to kind of bottom out uh, in, in some way, like the Masters had to reset him in a way to be like, all right, that was like as bad as I can pretty much play. Let's, let's get back in what, I don't know. Instead of trying to build off last year, let's start from scratch and let's go do it now. I don't know. Let, let's see it. Let, I'm ready to see it.
3: So how have his wedges been? Like I know last funny. year we made a big, we made a big deal about his wedges being all world. All of a sudden when he, you know, he figured out his golf ball and, and corrected a few things, but is it, is it one of those things that's carried over to this year? Uh, like, is good results this year, or is it kind of?
1: I will say, I was really well. Side looks up the wedges, I was sort of stunned that he switched putters again. Like, I thought, okay, like I was excited about going back to the blade, you know, the match play went really well, like shot great scores with it. And then it was kind of like, all right, nah, I had just gonna go away from that, go back to the spider again. I I don't know, he obviously knows better than I do what he feels comfortable with, but I was just like, okay, that was strange when you switch putters right before the one tournament that everyone thinks is in your head. Like, can you, you know, pick a putter and feel comfortable with it? That would be my wish for you. TC, I don't know how to make sense of this, but he is
2: third from 50 to 125 yards on the PGA okay. tour this season. 198th from 125 to 150, <laughs> uh, which would definitely cool, still be cool. in the wedge category for him. So uh I, I don't know what to make of that. Eighth from 175 to 200, uh, 19th from over 200 yards. So it's... it. it
1: Kind really of small sample. That. <laughs> he really needs to hit lob yeah. wedge yeah. or like you know nine
2: iron <laughs> exactly yeah. exactly so it's not been ideal but uh i don't know it just feels like he could get out and run this week and I, he's number one in driving distance and um if he just starts pounding driver down he said his swing feels good he actually said he uh, has been I don't, I don't want to call it working with tiger woods but has uh uh been working on some things with tiger's help in recent times have tiger identified some things in his swing to say like hey here's what this oh, is going on and Rory, 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 just, you're just, not gonna <laughs> believe this yeah. come on over come on over come my yard we'll just look at it close. <laughs> <laughs> he seemed pretty jacked up about that though uh you know he's I, i'm working on this specific thing and I, it's got me doing it, it was causing this sequence thing and it's blah 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 so I so, don't know. Like, Maybe I'm buying the hype, but I, I don't, I don't care. I'm a Rory. So like, Listen, I'm every, long
3: Rory. I just, I think like, you know, I could see it at Hoylake. I don't know if we're there yet. I don't know if we're there yet. That's the all way, I'm saying. Everybody Fine. laughed.
1: Everybody laughed when I said, the cat should become a coach, but eventually that column will become true. <laughs> <Hell yeah>. Totally. <laughs> he I think that's He brilliant. should
3: retire.
4: <laughs> no. Went,
1: I said he should just be a coach. He could play, you know, some, a little, I said, he shouldn't put himself through the pain of which I think now feels more true than ever. We'll just mind just reboot that column. I'm not sure if ESPN owns it, but we'll just kind of you know <laughs> reprint it on NLU.com. I
3: think that he the, should the, be a player coach, like I uh, like uh, Pete Rose. Like at the <laughs>
0: residence cup, President's cup. Uh, I think the thing about Rory is like, is he is he driving it straight enough? I know he's like nuking the ball as he always does, but I feel like he's been a little more crooked this year than than he has in the past. I feel like he had it figured out briefly with the new shaft,
1: and then it was like, oh, no, nah, it's, now nah, it's,
0: gone. I mean, just so, like looking at it, looking it up, like Scotty is gaining more strokes off the tee than Rory is and giving up a significant amount of yardage. And like, I just don't, I don't know. I, I'm not going to be the guy that like sleeps on the number one player in the world anymore. Call me brave, call me whatever you want, mm-hmm. but, uh, I I always sleep on Scotty coming into these and it's like
3: he's not my number one player in the world. Rom is my number one player in the world. Well, true.
0: Rom is all, well, the OWGR is irrelevant, TC, is as, as everybody knows. Uh <laughs> who
3: is number one? Rom or yeah, I totally okay.
0: misspoke, but they're they're pretty interchangeable. I was
2: gonna say it's like what you I don't know why we're mixing. I I yeah. wouldn't conflate Rom and Scotty right now though, because I think the putter with Scotty, I mean it's been yeah. over a month since the Masters, and he cost himself a Masters by not being able to like for putting horrifically. And uh, it has, it was uh, you know it was above average, slightly at the Byron Nelson, but it was he missed so many good opportunities at the Heritage, and it hasn't been good since Phoenix. He won the Players without putting well, and uh, it's just going to require wild. too much incredible. He'll be around, he will, and I think um, you know he's he's de- he's he's bound to get this kind of figured out a little bit. But it's overall been, I mean, he is a dead flat, even zero point zero zero putter this year and somehow he's won twice doing that, which is still incredible. But uh he's the you gotta be in.
0: yeah, Yeah. I'm gonna point back to TC's Jason Duffner take then. Yeah.
2: I don't know. I'm, imagine gaining point 2.74 strokes on the field, number two in the world without any of it
0: being on the greens. <laughs> any of it being on the greens. <laughs> is there can you tell from the greens? I mean obviously this is all speculation, but are the greens so it's hard to tell from like videos and photos and stuff, but are they so severe that it's one of those places that like nobody's going to make a ton or is it if you hit it on the right so. tiers, you hit it in the right sections, you can. There's super pure. Them. Supposedly there's yeah. like
2: no POA in them at all. Like they're crazy pure um, and not like crazy fast or, 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 you know, not like Oakmont or Wokemont or Brokemont or any of that. <laughs> it's, 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 you can hit putts out there and it's not, uh, I guess I didn't, honestly didn't pay that much attention to it today, but nothing stunned me in terms of like, dude, how is anybody ever going to make a putt like that? Yeah. So, um, should we go down the odds sheet just a little bit more? I mean, I I, I don't know if we want to – if anybody else wants to make any picks as to – I mean, Real quick, real quick,
3: before we get there, weather's looking good for the week?
2: Ish. Um, it looks like it's going to be cold tomorrow. Uh, I, the last I looked, it was kind of going to be a bit rainy, but I know I, I trust mm-hmm. your apps a lot more than, uh, than I do my
0: own, TC. Potential Soak Hill situation. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it looks like – I mean, yeah, it looks cold and – like you know like gorgeous on Tuesday high of 50 on Wednesday but sunny which is sick low of 38 high uh, of
2: 50 is awesome yeah. and then God, 58
3: I'm uh so high of the- 58 on Thursday sunny on Friday as well uh high of 73 and then 40 to 50% chance of rain showers this I'm weekend
1: really really glad the cat doesn't have to limp through a high exactly. of 50 day that uh <laughs> just pray for the cat uh,
2: um reports um there was no jordan Speeth sighting on the course today um from people that i had spoke no one i had spoke to had seen jordan Speeth there there was a greller sighting uh on on the golf course so i'm imagine we'll know more by the time his podcast is out on tuesday morning but i would not the word i've gathered on the speed situation is it's
0: not good and uh sounds I, like it greller, greller uh greller to cat confirmed <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm going to
3: recuse myself. I'm too close to the situation.
0: Uh, let me, sorry. let's, let's run down the odds sheet a little bit. I'm going to, I'm going to lay out the, the top 10, okay. the, the top 10 favorites. I want you guys to buy three of them and sell three of them okay. from, from this top 10. Okay. We have Scotty Scheffler plus 700 John Rahm plus seven fifty, Rory McIlroy plus 1400 Xander Shoffley plus 1600. Patrick Cantlay, plus 1,600. They're actually good friends as well. Tony Finau, plus 2,200. Brooks Kepka plus 2,200. Justin Thomas, plus 2,800. Jason Day, plus 2,800. Victor Hovland, plus 3,000. How is Jason
1: Day in the top... Uh- like the top betting picks. That, that surprises me, TJ. That, first of all, I think That's he's been playing pretty nice. well. I think that I, might be, that might well, be why someone on this podcast predicted that he would win this year. Uh, at, I think it was at Riviera that I predicted this. So, uh, I think you know. everybody on this oh. podcast. Predicted <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah,
3: this, this is, is bit a, a bit of a, bit of an elevation a of and Augusta <laughs> situation. <laughs>
0: Listen, don't
1: make me dig up this very obvious take. Uh, I will spend hours uh, doing it, so. All right, this I'll go the first. Very,
2: the, this is uh, the, the office meme of like KVP predicted JJ was going to win this year. <laughs> Sally predicted ROM's going to win the Grand Slam. They're the, They're same, the same picture. picture. <laughs>
1: All right, I'm, I'll go first, Each I am buying ROM, I'm buying Rory, and I'm buying JT. I mm. am selling Scotty, Cantlay. And Victor Holland. Victor's got to convince me that he could actually play well enough to win in one of these things. He could be in first come Saturday night, and I still wouldn't be buying it. Uh, I got to see you close, uh, Victor. Um, I think, you know what? I think JT is just sort of set up to win a bunch of PGAs. Uh, I don't know if you heard his dad was a PGA Tour professional. Mm. That's breaking news. Must credit KVB. But... um, That's a you know kind of seems PGA to have an professional a, for the, Excuse me, excuse yeah. me. Yeah, that that forges an emotional connection to this, and Rom is just a, a killer. Uh, Scotty, I think one of the smartest things I remember Rory ever said, I was about Jordan Spieth. It was I think it was at the start of 2015 versus the end of 2015. He said, you know, it, he's going to find out it gets a lot harder after you, be, you reach the mountaintop. It's way harder to sort of sustain it. And I was like, oh, what what a jealous quote that seems like, and it was just so so right because Spieth, like went into a sort of a tailspin. I don't think Scotty's in a tailspin, but I think like everything just gets a little bit harder once you've been discovered, once you've sort of found your way to sort of the top of the world. It's All of a sudden, it's like, oh, shit. Even Rom sort of experienced like kind of a reset year last year. I think Scotty, that's what Scotty's going through right now. It's just, he can't quite make it all work together. So that was it, my three.
0: It, he also hasn't finished outside the top 12 since November. Oh, I mean, yeah, gonna, yeah. For balance, obviously. I'm just going to point that out. Well, I got What? Wait! Listen. (laughs) Let's not throw facts at this stuff. We we all should be so lucky to struggle in uh, in that sort of way. I think. Uh, TC, who are are you buying and selling?
3: Buying. I will go. uh, I'm gonna go. Can'tley. This place would seem to really really suit
0: him. I'm I'm buying Can'tley too.
3: Really? Buying Can'tley? Yeah. Unfortunately, I hate it. He drives it so good. Kelly
2: yeah. has been like the safest auto sell for me at majors, and I'm getting know. Ready to do the same exact thing.
3: It's just this feels like it feels very up his alley. Weirdly, I'm buying Hovland as I well. Am too. Yeah, really. Uh Yeah, I, I, I just I, as too. someone who struggles with the chipping stuff, this isn't this type of grass that I've ever that I struggle out of. This is like yeah, Annie's just a really like really good iron player, right? He's not bad out of the sand, I don't think. And then it's tough to not like. I think, I think this sets up well for Xander. It's kind of between Xander and ROM for that other one. I'll go ROM just cause he's, he's, because he's ROM. Like, he's ROM. Yeah. And then I'm I selling, I am selling, uh, I'm selling Scotty. I think Scotty's just frayed. I think his, his rise to the top is, it's going to take him a little bit to, to kind of recuperate from that. Uh, I'll sell day just because I think, uh, TPC Craig ranch is, is just complete dog shit. And, uh, you know, doesn't have heard of this week. You know, That's yeah, yeah exactly. Like Honestly, <laughs> exactly. And then I'll sell Brooks too. I think the I think the master stuff was fool's gold.
2: Hmm. I am gonna buy Ram and Rory, as mentioned, and Hovland is my third buy. Uh, I just somebody really freaking good driver of the golf ball. Um, and again, it's not like it's like a really good combo of of driving distance and accuracy just it just feels like I, I, I kept trying I kept hearing people describe the golf course and I kept thinking Victor Hovland not because it's like bombing over all the trouble but it's just like yeah dude you're gonna have to be in a fair amount of fairways and pretty far down them and that was adding up to Victor to me and it's not a ton of short grass that is going to cause a lot of anxiety and not a lot of chipping off short grass it's going to be you know kind of the weird chunky chips that are very different short game shots than they are uh, the 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 nippy pick, the nippy nippers that we, I think we would fear Victor having to do. And plus 2,800 for him to win feels like a fair amount of value for someone that uh, has, has played pretty – he's played well in a lot of big events. He just hasn't won any of them. But I don't know. I'm, I'm buying that.
3: Easy Question stuff. for you,
2: though, Solly, like are,
3: is there anything – because I feel like Victor always makes like one or two just critical mistakes that like just kind of, you know – sneak up on him and then it compounds and then all of a sudden there's a double bogey there or there's a string of three bogeys in a row and he kind of sleepwalks for for a few holes like that's it to me he
1: it's not the chipping that's been like in the the sundays that's fake and fate it's the dumb decisions or whatever yeah let's just i mean to be clear about this game too like i'm selling i'm buying victor at
2: at 2800 and i'm and i'm selling scotty at plus 700 right like i totally Everything's checking out for Scotty over Victor, but like as far as where they're priced in. So I'm gonna sell I'm gonna sell Scotty as well because I'm just that putter for somebody that rode really hard for him at Augusta. Uh it was really hard to watch him putt and it's really soured me. I had him last week at TPC Craig Ranch and it killed me to watch the putting. Um and I am also gonna sell Cantlay. just that's an auto sell for me at Majors until he does anything in them, and it's it's been a long time. I'm going to join you on Brooks. I actually had him in my top 10 and uh, in my plays. I had a top 10 saying, "Hey, like, don't be fooled of you never forget about Brooks in front of majors. And I'm, I kind of am joining you here and I, I, I'm going to have the live discussion when we get there too. But uh, I, I think that it's a fresh challenge restart of like, I'm ready to see these guys go do it at a golf course with some rough and like a, a little sterner test. Augusta is a very challenging course in a lot of different ways, but you can recall like Phil Mickelson finished tied for two and you can channel that. I don't think Phil Mickelson's going to be the, bold. I don't think Phil's going to be in the top five this week. It's a different <laughs> kind of style of golf uh, than than the Masters, of course.
3: Disciplined. Uh,
0: I am going to. You know what? I'm going to buy all the Scotty stock that you guys are are selling. I'll, Buff I'll, and dumb. I'll happily Hoover that up. That's fine. Uh, I'm no hero. I think you're going to play well. Uh, I really want to buy Rom and Rory, but I don't think that's very interesting. So I'm going to buy Cantlay. Uh, for the reasons that TC mentioned I think it's going to happen eventually uh why not this week feels like he plays well in the northeast a lot just kind of generally seems like a uh you know just a good fit for for this place and then to the shock of everybody I'm going to buy a big motherfucking tell yeah this week oh my goodness I think I'm just going to you know I'm gonna pick my spot. I think this might be the week that he he kind of scares one of these things. The mule skinner comes alive out in western New York. And uh I just God, what it, it just seems like such a good golf course for him. He's obviously been playing well. I I have eaten my humble pie I've said it on the pod many many times now after some of these wins like he looks like a different player happy to admit it when the information changes Everybody's we change around. uh so I'm buying big town I'm gonna sell Jay Dave with with you guys I'm gonna sell Hovland uh for the reasons you mentioned Tron and I'm gonna sell Xander Xander's kind of your that's kind of the auto sell for me Solly that that you're at, you're out with KLA.
2: see I feel like Xander's gonna 100 be there like I don't think he's gonna win but I I he is guaranteed top six or better, I would say, from Xander Shuffley. I didn't it's put more in plays, but like, yeah. he's going to
0: do it. It's just More not a of kind of just a no thanks. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> like I, I don't want that in my portfolio. I don't want to look at it every morning over my coffee. I'm, <laughs> like, just... I'm sure you tell me Bitcoin's doing great. I yeah. just don't care. I don't truly. want any part of that. <laughs> <laughs> would truly rather not have the money that than be associated with it. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's more like bro kill. <laughs> <laughs>
1: If Tony does win, I, I I will personally write a video essay that you we can license the Dolly Parton Mill Skinner Blues song. I will <laughs> throw, I will stay up till two in the morning to get that done. That sounds like great content. I don't know how much it would cost us to license that, but I'm sure the Dolly Parton estate would give us a break on it. Sure. Yeah. I'm sure they I'm sure they are big listeners. Yeah
2: i i didn't make a play on this guy but why is cam young plus 3500
3: like that's pretty i can't figure part. cam young out man. i think because he hasn't
1: won anything ever that's probably true like, <laughs> I, think I think that's gotta be too. part of it right i got a buddy loyal listener uh who who telling me he's bet so much money on cam young and he keeps thinking it's a great deal and he just keeps losing his shit yeah. to he's gotta opinion. be one of the worst roi guys <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To yes. bet on. like
2: he's so freaking good but barely finishes outside of whatever you bet on bet on yes. for no matter what i mean he's
3: he's he's T three at last year's PGA cut at last year's U S open solo second he, at St. Andrews and T seven at the, his,
1: Masters. his nickname might just be the T's. Like he, that's what Cam Young does is just <laughs> the big <T's>. Yeah, <laughs>
3: I think, I think there's a couple of when we get
0: into kind of who, who's the forgotten man territory. I think if you said after that, you know, really, I guess after the British that Morikawa won, that Colin wouldn't even be in the top 10 of the notch sheet going into a PGA is like kind of a mind blower. To yeah. me, Cam Smith, Truly same the thing. Imagine man. picturing that at you know as the last putt goes in at St. Andrews last year, that he's going to be what fifteenth on the odd sheet, something like that. Dude, this stuff Ripper, goes quickly. the stuff Ripper GC
3: is struggling right now too. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, Fitz, Fitz, are you quick, buying or selling quick,
2: that? Wait, yeah. real quick on Morikawa. What if I told you he was having his best iron season yet in the current year?
3: Then I would well, tell you his putting must really suck.
2: It's, it's minus 0.15, which is definitely not great. Um, But he is having his tied for his best driving year and uh, his best iron year. So easily his best ball striking of his career. But again, even when in the years when he's winning enormous tournaments and major championships, he was a kind of just another guy, a lot in between all that. He's not a Cam Young who is consistently up there weekly or a Xander and, uh he just has incredible peak weeks and it can happen again i, I wouldn't bet more Coward for like top tens I, I i get down with a winner pick like sure. it feels like a winner a t40 for him yeah
0: mm-hmm.
2: agree maybe he's just a feast or famine dude like that remember that's what that's, rory used to be like that pays really well in pro golf that's <laughs> yeah. a really good way to go through yeah. pro golf like you can make the hall of fame doing that honestly he's gonna win eight majors according to tc
3: so he is <laughs> <laughs> just gonna do him in little bunches at like the right places <laughs> You know, this doesn't seem like a typical PGA either. I mean, it feels a little bit more like hey, you, you know, like that's kind of the bummer about speed. It feels like this wouldn't be pretty good fit for speed. Eh. Right. If he continues he to drive it well, I don't know where where he's, he's at like, with the driver. Yeah, he's like the generational driver of the ball right now. It's crazy.
2: Just uh, can't do anything else. Just didn't scream speed to me. I don't I couldn't tell you why. It just didn't feel zany
1: enough. It feels pretty, too like straightforward. I hope We're, if his if his wrist is like really inflamed and it's like I hope he just doesn't play because I, like I think he's got a real shot at, at Liverpool and I just would really rather see him you know chase it at LACC or Liverpool than be out for three months and have no shot at those. Totally. Like a,
2: Thick Ruff doesn't scream like oh it's oh it's Jordan Spieth time. I mean all three of his none of his majors have been on golf courses with Thick Ruff. I know he finished solo third. I think at Bethpage, which was really random and it was very putting fueled. But like, when
1: when do you get inspired by speed's play when the rough is really thick? Yeah, only when it requires like some really interesting short game stuff. Like I could see you know shots around the greens. Like if not a runoff kind of thing, but like where everybody has to sort of hack it out of really thick stuff out of the greens. That that would make me think like maybe he could creative out of that in some ways. So it I just think feels this,
2: like he's so good at, at creating shots when he's missed fairways and saving an awesome recovery shots and thick rough just neutralizes so much of that that I just don't um, I don't know that, I'm uh, it, it's why I'm worried about speed winning a PGA honestly. Well, that's so why I the think,
1: PGA needs to go back to Chambers, frankly. Like that, now that the PGA yeah. was there, but that the, the, P, the Chambers is a PGA Tour like true J Championship course. It deserves yeah. another major. Damn it! Hell yeah! You're it, that's find where a yeah.
3: I feel like the PGA of America needs to get weird every once in a while. Oh, yeah.
2: I totally oh, yeah. agree
1: with that. It's it's a little
2: stock for me. If you will. like, mm-hmm. I'd say Kia was Keo was somewhat weird. Yeah, right.
3: Yeah. I mean that 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 qualifies. I but, don't even really like it, but it's weird yeah. and I appreciate it. I respect it. Uh, they they so should was, even go weird, you know, outside of the country. They should. Southern yeah. Hills
2: was weird. I, I I would I would say that too in a good way. Also, Trump Bedminster would have been very weird in a totally different way, but it would have been weird. You got to got you must admit you that. Gotta, you
1: got to hate it too about that one. <laughs> can we get uh, him to
3: stop? Can we get him to stop saying that they're the, the strongest field in golf when there's a bunch of club pros in the field?
1: A bunch of there's like 20 club pro pros. I mean, it's not even like a little bit of club pros. I know
3: a bunch of them. It's a it's a, it's, oh, a, it's, it's a whole lot of club pros.
1: I mean, I walk Does in the TC fairway. Hate the club right? pros. It's, it's interesting. No,
3: well, well, Omar's not in the field this year. Thank <laughs> thank
2: God. So many people were just like, "Hey, hey, Probably Solly, gotta work." Coming, <laughs> up to me, Sally. Love your stuff. However, this major has an asterisk. It has an asterisk on it because Sebastian Munoz is not in the field, right? I mean, they, the the prejudice against the live guys is just it's it's out of control, and I can't I can't consider this a real tournament because Sebastian Munoz is not in the field. So many people were talking about that on the grounds.
0: Yeah, I imagine
1: that's bold of them to come up to you. The takes the Munoz family just giving it right to you. I can't believe they were
3: even there. I can't believe they even felt safe on site.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Can I get one, one, more, one more play in here? And yeah. and I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna be too much of a homer. Say he's gonna win. I, I know he, you know, we haven't even been close yet, but gotta drive it well. <laughs> thick rough. Cool weather. Got to hit your irons precisely. Got to chip big it. Got to chip it a little bit weird. Could be the pros' time.
2: Oh, at least, think, at least
0: the top ten. Oh, yeah. Let's at least get that top ten.
2: I, did, I Reading between the lines, didn't seem like he was in love with the place. Didn't seem like he was necessarily vibing with
1: it. Might so be sure. good. Might be could be good. Could be, good. Will, could be great. Who he knows, might have but, low expectations, and all of a sudden, like oh, wow, I'm in it. Like, I didn't expect that. Now I'm going to play well the weekend. I'll tell you a few other
3: guys. What about DJ?
1: Yeah. I don't know. I thought about that. DJ, I feel like, was is the one live guy that I actually think uh, I would say, yeah, I could definitely see that happening, like, having an unexpected. Like, no one no one seems to be talking about DJ right now. Like, I guess he did just win the, the Tulsa sort of, uh, you know, mud pit out there. <laughs> uh, that was a good. good Why one. Do uh, yeah. Why do you hate the <laughs> Supers? Why do you
3: hate the Supers?
1: Well, the Supers, apparently, I mean, it was, we're down the street. Bunky was saying it wasn't that bad in other courses. What's up with the Supers and that? <laughs> Splash World, Tulsa plays, whatever. Uh, no, I think DJ is a, a very, like, interesting pick. It's, DJ probably, you know, three majors feels right for DJ.
3: What about Medium Dick Rick?
2: Well, on DJ, it's okay. – this is tough to – I just don't know what to do with this. Like, he just won, but I don't know what to do with that. I don't know what it means mm-hmm. because his – this is, like, statistically – you go off to Strokes Game, which again includes everything, includes all of his live golf. This is by far his worst season as a professional, like oh by almost four tenths of a shot worse than his rookie year, like which is a lot. That's a huge dip in play. It's only been seven events, season, like
3: just started though. Yeah. It's
2: seven starts, I know, but like it's not, it's not good golf. Like he's supposed to be running a train on that <laughs> tour. Like he and he and Cam are supposed to be <laughs> wreaking havoc on that tour. It is not happening, and. Uh, H- I know he just take, won hot take. If the tournaments were 72 holes, he'd have more wins. Probably. <laughs> You're probably exactly right. I, I, I actually agree with that, but um, Brooks had obviously the win in Orlando right before the masters and parlayed that in an incredible finish. And I just don't know. I don't know how to, how to, how to marry the two. I mean, it would make total sense to me if he played great, it would make total sense to me if it's like, no, that was a totally different thing that doesn't add up to, to success here. So, I think I, I will I, feel so differently about all of this if the live dudes have the same kind of performance at the Masters that they had here. I think this would be way more impressive if that happens. Yeah, I agree. I think it'd be a good thing. Yeah. I still, I'll I, 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 I say this every stop we get of like, part of the reason I've been so bummed of people that went to live is it felt like waving the white flag on their competitive golf careers. And if that's not the case, I'm very, very, very happy to say I was wrong about that. And the major championships have been elevated, have not lost any of their essence in any way. If these dudes are going to show up and still play very competitive golf.
0: And I think in a weird way, DJ kind of fell into that camp, you know, not when he was like clear cut number one in the world. Like it was very interesting to see what he was going to do. But when he was in that kind of like middle ground of like, you know, four, five, six, seven in the world, like he was kind of not just another guy, but like, it was very much like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. He might win. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Or he might finish 28th and we never see yeah. him on TV. Like, this is kind of low-key, like, the most excited I'm going to be to follow DJ at a major in a really, really long time, right? Like, I truly have no idea what's going to happen, and that's really exciting.
3: Can I list off some other names?
0: Please. <laughs> you may.
3: Medium Dick Damn Rick. It.
0: Okay. Plus 6,500 to win. Sheesh. It uh, uh,
3: could be interesting. That's dri- I mean, good
0: value, for sure. Yeah. Drives, it, drives it well. I don't...
3: Speaking of someone who drives it well, Tommy Ladd.
0: Yeah, DC. TC, why don't you sell us on this?
3: I'm just, say, I'm <laughs> well, just well, saying. What be, what's
0: going to be different about this week? TC, you had my curiosity,
2: and you do have my attention. <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to engage on this uh, for this golf course for Tommy Latt. A true, yeah, true, true blowkill situation.
3: Iron <laughs> players course obviously needs the putter to get a little bit hot, but I, I, you know, I think it's – I don't know. It just seems like somewhere that like the, the topography – the grass, the conditions, it all like lends itself to Tommy. I know he doesn't hit it 325 off the tee in the air, but he hits it high, flushes it. You know he's pretty versatile. Uh, I, I I like this for Tommy.
2: I do too. I have him in, for a top five, um, which I think plus 1100. I think that's really, really, really nice because I think he. I don't know if he's going to win. I don't know if he's going to make that putt. That decides whether or not you win or lose. It hasn't mm-hmm. happened yet in, in this country, which is a problem for Tommy Ladd, who had a great convo with him today. I explained to him we don't hate you, Tommy. We love you. We just hate TC, and we have to. <laughs> we have to keep riding on TC. He's like, I don't. Care did he thank you. me? He did. He was. He, he was a huge fan of TC's. I think tears in his uh, eyes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, uh, He's a big, uh, strong man. <laughs> he is. His last five finishes are T13, T17, T10, T15, T14 which yeah. is really great
3: you guys, golf. You guys keep, keep coming at me. Like I'm like, no, like, you like, like I'm you, the problem keep
2: saying he's going to win. And he never comes close to doing it. We keep saying the same thing. He's playing great golf, but he's not going to win. You don't listen to listen
0: to that. I'm not saying he's playing
3: great golf. I'm saying he's playing very good golf and he's on the verge of great golf. You're saying Big he's a great player. Great player. He's a great player. He just doesn't just play
0: doesn't
3: great play golf. Great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Another great player. Uh, I think this is going to be the sneaky live guy of the week. Joaquin Neiman. I was thinking this too. Yeah. Drives the ball. Well, very straight, you know, streaky with the putter can get the irons going, plays well on classic golf courses. He's got some decent results heading into this, some flashes, like some good rounds. Who the fuck knows what, you know, (laughs) like what a 66 and, you know, broken arrow beads. Yeah, exactly. But you know, I, I, I'm kind of, like he's he's plus he's plus seven thousand. Taylor Gooch is plus seventy five hundred. I'd take Joaquin.
0: Who are you taking a, a all three way three way? You know, got to pick three way pick between Ricky, Tommy, and Joaquin.
3: Tommy, no no doubt. I, I think, think Joaquin. I'm take Rick.
0: I
1: think Joaquin would be a fascinating live like fuck you winner because like yeah, no one is really that passionate about Joaquin, <laughs> and so. Like Liv would try to make it like a Duncan on everybody thing. Oh, look at that, we got a major champion. Everyone, like, yeah, that's cool. Like he's he's a good player, but like who cares? Whereas like Brooks inspires some feelings and like DJ inspires some feelings. Phil obviously inspires some feelings. But like, I don't know, if Joaquin or like Taylor won, I think I'd be like, wow, that's cool, good job. You know, I I don't really know cool, what huh? that says about you guys. <laughs> cool. like, it's awesome. Uh, anyway.
3: What uh DJ, I think you're so deep in my head with the whole Bermuda Burns uh <laughs> nickname that like <laughs> i've written sam burns off for any course that isn't bermuda i think That's you crazy. have to for your own safety <laughs> you
0: do yeah don't want to do it certainly don't want to do it i don't know tell you another
3: guy I, that i off like like i forgot off. about
2: sam burns i don't i don't really hey, yeah it's just been a
1: weirdly quiet Lord, year out of, the, out of the out of the florida swing man. i, I want to talk about someone who's been forgotten about the the used to be big golfer who this week oh. came out and said that he was shortening his life? He he did an interview with Corgan and uh, and said what? he was shortening his life by eating too much protein. His doctors uh, he he's told only going to you know, live to 115 instead of 130. <laughs> well, I, that could have been it. Eat, they they his, his actuary tables suddenly were like 115 <laughs> instead of like 130. He said he did not like the taste of vegetables, and so he was not eating any vegetables during his bulk up uh, time. And the doctors sounds, were like, "Whoa!" Sounds like my
3: five-year-old. <laughs> yeah, your
1: your gut biomes are are bad. Uh, so, who would have thought in just three years after the the Wingfoot massacre, uh, we would be here, where the the not so big golfer is not even thought of uh, as a, a contender in any way, shape, or form. And and a lot of people would be surprised, I think, if he was in a top like if you said Bryson's going to finish top twenty, I'd be stunned.
2: Oh, like, absolutely! No still. one. bought his though. caddy too, or he's got a new caddy Dude, on the yeah. back. Really? He's, got, um, he's got Big Tone's uh, old caddy. Yeah, Greg uh, Bodine, I believe, is his last yeah. name. He, uh, yeah, on the back. I Isn't believe that a NASCAR not, not, not the
0: NASCAR driver. <laughs> <laughs>
2: not not working with uh, with uh, what's his uh, Chris Como anymore as well. I believe I heard today. So
0: I mean, uh, which is interesting because like all the Como stuff that Jason Day had to say after his win was like, man, what a like. Seemingly healthy relationship, and like these guys really seem to be bringing the best out of each other. And they're talking about life and how to evolve. And all the Como and Deshambo stuff was always like, "Yeah, I would fucking call him at four a.m. We'd get the camera out, we'd do it. You know, be making TikTok videos. Be trying to hit it six hundred miles an hour, trying to break the simulator at my house.
3: Fuck oh, Cobra." <laughs> it's like, yeah,
1: it's, I don't driver, know. Sucks. <laughs> driver sucks. Driver sucks. God, to go. I missed this guy. He was the I fucking know. best. I mean, I'm the gonna worst. I'm going to say right now, I think but I'm going to go best. and follow the not so big golfer on the first. Oh, you should. That's, you that totally sounds like should. a very fun column. So the not
0: so big golfer is going off at plus 11,000. Same odds as uh, Team Rose and Team Rose. Bradley. Team Rose. See.
3: Sneaky, sneaky, good fit for this golf yeah. course. Don't,
0: yeah. don't speak that into existence, TC. Uh, we don't want
1: that. The not so big golfers exemptions are going to be running out in not too long. Like that, I mean, he's getting ten ten year into the U.S. Open, but you get five years into the others. So, like, we're talking like two more PGAs and two more. All twenty four and twenty five, right? So
0: he He said he didn't want to play that long. He's going to win another major. How hard could that be?
1: Look, if the if the not so big golfer okay. went and just did like long drive stuff, I don't even I don't want, I would be curious to see how long he's hitting it anymore. Like, what's the clubhead speed? Is it still getting up around one ninety or something, or is did the gut biomes like to, to take the, some of that stuff away?
2: Instead of trackmen, track instead of the trackmen around the tees, they've got loudspeakers that live, so we don't have the data on what his ball speed is <laughs> these days. Unfortunately,
3: I got another guy that I think I don't know if he drives it long enough. But it feels like he plays well in this type of setup. He's won a f- like, place like Firestone before. Shane Lowry.
2: Hmm. I thought you were gonna say Keegan.
3: Uh, yeah, I, I'm. I'm not even gonna. I can't do that.
2: Can't dignify that. <laughs> um, let's pick. All right, we gotta pick one guy that's gonna like have a good tournament at plus ten thousand or or
0: or worse or lower, whatever you wanna describe that. You I know. will put
3: my life savings on this.
0: Oh god, I, I feel like you read the same Ben Coley preview that I did. I feel like I know who you're gonna say.
3: Harris English.
0: Oh no, that's not what. That's not what I. Not, yeah, no, I, I,
3: I haven't. I haven't read Ben yet. I didn't want him to.
0: He was hot that. on a lot of the same guys as you, but he was yeah. he was big on Cam Davis this week. Okay. Which mm-hmm. I could see as a as a pretty interesting play in that plus eighteen thousand range.
3: Maybe I'm putting way too much stock into Davis Love the <laughs> third, like <laughs> reporting you know. that
0: he was flushing it.
3: Yeah, like tagging us into <laughs> flushing it. But I swear to God, his results have been really, really good. Like he's I think he's on the verge of something. I ran to Justin Parsons
2: today, who was uh who's Harris's coach, and he's like, Did you like he's immediately be- beeline for me? He's like, Did you see Davis's comment? Did you like that? They, they kept joking about how hard he was flushing it. You know what's a total stunner to me? And honestly, I kind of forgot this guy existed.
0: I, I just want to say, Harris has also missed three cuts in a row. <laughs> yeah, he's not playing that.
3: I told you, he's on the verge. He's on the verge.
0: Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of red in that. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He hasn't missed three cuts in a no, row. No, I was looking at 2022. Well, TC. Apologize. I apologize. I, I will apologize. Formal oh, apology. Uh, you could tell I was out of the country. He uh, finished T three at the Wells Fargo. Okay. Thank you. In his last oh, time. I missed that. Thank sincere, <laughs> sincere apology to TC, to TC's family, elevated to big Justin big Parsons,
3: event.
0: to everybody. This the, can I get really quick? This a, a name
2: that has fallen way off the radar in, in, the, in the golf world. Abraham Answer is plus twenty thousand this week to win the PGA. Like that dude was a top what thirty player in the world when he left for Live and has just been just totally evicted. He's gone.
3: Young Tom Kim kind of took his place as like the, you know, the straight, the straight dinky hitter that just hits his irons like exceptionally well and accurately.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to say Danny McCarthy. Denny McCarthy's played really yeah. well this year. Yeah. Uh, it was just, uh, I think, eighth at Wells Fargo. Uh, Is I mean, he's finished like in the top 20 like every week. And uh, if you have to drive it straight – put it well then he's a good candidate.
2: I like that. Moving off the odds sheet, uh can I tell you guys about a couple holes that I think are gonna be especially fun and noteworthy. Um one of which is the 14th hole, the drivable four, which is looks so sick. Yeah, it's a weird, funny little hole that's kind of like a volcano par four. Uh it is I don't know if anyone really knows what the strategy is going to be other than I think the layup area where you would want to lay up is so steep and severe that I don't know if a ball is going to even stop on it. If you could lay up and potentially the ball rolls all the way back down the hill and into a flatter spot. And I don't really get why you would do that. Maybe do a front pin. You would want to do that because you can kind of bank balls off the back part of that green and, and spin it back to the front part of the green. But uh, you're going to see a lot of creative, weird shots around that green. I watch guys struggle around that one. And there's a really long run out behind that one. Uh, that's going to run down into the rough. And there's like a bald area to the right that's going to run down into 15T, and uh, that's going to be a really, really fun hole to watch. I think there's going to be some birdies on that one, but uh, that one rolling into 15, which is a shorter par three that has pretty severe like birdie opportunity, but some chances for some decent size numbers if you miss that green, uh, is going to be a, a fun little stretch of the of the golf course.
0: 15 was the one that uh, TC your your boys the Fozes uh, mm-hmm. put in the the pond. That uh, require <laughs> that I think caused Jack Nicholas to say that Oak Hill has uh, is, has two great courses there. They have the 14 hole Donald Ross course and the four hole Fazio course. Oh, wow, uh, <laughs> which which is pretty hostile. Barbara, uh, they put
2: a pond in.
0: <laughs> but there used to be a pond like short right of that green where that chipping area is now, Solly, which is so sick. And they filled in the pond, and it's now almost like a sunken down low kind of like short grass uh almost like just really really hard short grass got a chip back up the hill landed on the green it looks like an awesome little part three
2: yeah uh 18's a ball buster just a really good major championship finishing hole like driving the fairway hit to this elevated green hard green um tough chipping all around it big huge grandstand behind it like it's it works it's a very stern major championship finish like a better finish than like i don't know 18 at brookline or um 18 southern hills was a really good finish um but yeah it's it's great it's a really really good hole and i think that's gonna to play really well um three and 11 are really long par threes 230 to 245 range there's an alternate t on 11 that i think it looks like it's going to get some use they had a t set up there uh today but uh, three has a false front in front of a uh, 230 yard par three uh, which some guys were were chirping a little bit about today, and I think Matt Fitzpatrick had hit a three wood on that one today. Oh, um, the yes. horror! Yes, <laughs> yeah. So um, that's a, a, number one is kind of a noteworthy hole in terms of where distance really plays a factor. JT hit driver and like had an interesting conversation with uh, Mark Blackburn as well as watching JT and, and uh, Max Homa play uh, the first hole, which uh, Mark is uh, Max Homa's coach talking about like max hit three wood off that hole. It's a kind of a dog leg left par four with the fairway canting left to right. And max hit three wood on it, which brings the bunkers into play. And, uh, but it helps you hold the fairway a little bit potentially. And JT just took driver over the bunkers and found, I mean, he got max by 60 to 65 yards, probably on this first hole as max kind of fell down the right, uh, the right rough. But he explained how, when guys need to turn it over, obviously we we know that guys can are more comfortable drawing three woods than they are drivers, but the swing arc is kind of what promotes that and how these guys have learned to hit driver, how to hit up on it so much that no matter what, there's a, the, um, if you're gonna hit up on it like that, the club is gonna start exiting left, which like trying to hit draws with drivers can be a really big challenge for these guys when the club is already trying to exit left. It can lead to some really bad things, but if with a fairway wood, you're kind of hitting more down on it, your path. It makes more sense to try to draw one like that. And uh, he said, he's like, there's one guy that like actually like can, can do the high draw with the driver. And it's that, that Northern Irish guy. Yeah. (laughs) And just like hear him describe a, a professional level coach, describe it in that way. It was like, huh? Yeah. Maybe I probably should have been able to say that, but I would have never been able to spell that out out loud. But that makes a ton of sense as to like why guys make certain decisions. But I think you're going to see a lot of guys pound driver on number one and get it way down there and get up close to that creek. You want to do a couple questions before we wrap? We got a, a couple. I always feel bad when we never get to questions from. Uh, what are from the crowd? Guys? I
3: mean, early, early things, like pretty educated golf crowd, pretty much like you would find at like the memorial or something yeah. like that. The
2: memorial was going to be my comp. Uh, not quite Bell Reeve in terms of best fans in golf, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, just felt like yeah, no one's screaming dumb stuff and just seemed like uh it just felt like a proper major venue it really did having a second golf course there just helps with the logistics so much and it it just had a really nice feel. PJ of america does a great job but their aesthetic like they're, they're like solid blue color and it just feels pretty grand like all of it feels very grand The the walkways and uh the setups and the ropes and all that just feels like a big time tournament really small little thing They have very low signage behind the tee boxes. So, like, if you are a fan, you don't have to like try to see around corporate signage around the tee. Like, it's really low, and you can see from 360 degrees, like uh, when guys are teeing off, which is a really nice touch.
1: So, in your conversations with all the PJ of America, did you? Speak to any of them about getting some of their rounds up on YouTube for our purposes of recapping. Uh, things. So
2: this was I was talking with John Rahm on 18. He's like telling me all about like Seve's 1995 singles match at Oak Hill. And he's like, oh, yeah, on the fourth hole, he did flopped it over the tree and blah blah. <laughs> like It's what going off with specifics. And I'm like, where is this? He's like, it's on YouTube. Like, I told you guys I watch all this stuff. Like, I'm not lying to you when I say I watch this stuff. And I was like, "PJ of America doesn't post any of this stuff." He's like, "I don't know. It could be Sky Sports. It could be blah blah blah." He yeah, got mad at me for like tried to, uh, you know, challenge him on what, how you he watched it. Look, look
1: oh, on I'm the, the dark I web, Sully. i am <laughs> all over the dark web looking for this stuff. I found. I traded all kinds of stuff for this.
3: <laughs> don't fucking ask me these questions. Just find it. <laughs> I need Rob looking for like illicit black market tapes of, of uh, Ludwig. Okay. Trying to scout him out for the for the Ryder Cup
2: for real. Uh, Jack French asked, "Is this going to be another Beth Page situation where eight to ten guys can win, or should I be more optimistic about the setup?" I would say be more optimistic about that. I think Beth Page was a disgrace, and this is this is not a disgrace. This is uh, slightly on the edge of not being. Or uh, if if dead middle was like anyone can win, uh, this is still past that and closer towards Beth Page, but it's not a guarantee that it's going to just going to be total bombers and everyone else is eliminated.
3: So we we are so weirdly going back to that. I've been thinking about that Blackburn quote. I feel like Xander fits into that bucket a little bit too. Of somebody that can hit a high draw with a driver.
2: And and I'm not saying that this golf course demands that, right? Uh, Just that one shot was just an interesting conversation. Totally. But But like, but that,
3: that's kind of always been one of those like weird guys where I'm like, I can't put my finger on it. Like, he seems to get more out of his swing and out of his driver than almost any other guy out there And with a different shape on it. It's not just that, you know, just one-way cut kind of. Yeah. I don't know, just, just neither here nor there. But.
2: That's, I think you're right. Hashtag Hagan said, how did Oak Hill pull all these events, multiple reports that it doesn't pass the eye test? It's just a big and challenging course, but why does it? a place like Rochester host multiple majors, a Ryder Cup, and
0: uh, USAM? I, f- I feel like I was thinking about this. I saw this on the agenda. It's got to be at least partly because they're kind of willing to ebb and flow with the times is, is kind of what it seems like, right? Like there's...
3: Like they want to host big events. Yeah, their yeah,
0: they're, appetite is a huge thing. They have a huge appetite for it. They're willing to, like, they've changed the golf course, what, five or six times now? Five in order, or 600 times, I think. In, yeah. in order to, like, kind of keep up with things and cater to big tournaments and... All of that, which kind of I think leads me to uh, the question on here from Russell B seven hundred four: Which succession character is Oak Hill? Mm. Gotta be Tom Wamsgams. (laughs) Like just willing to be (laughs)
3: exactly exactly what I was gonna say. And he kind of came with a shocker there at the end, and you're like. You know what, man? I didn't know if you had it. Exactly. Good on you. You're
0: willing to go there, willing yeah. to be whatever you need him to be in order to, to get his foot in the door at the bit with the biggest names around. You know, just a total, you know, kind of a social climber, but but also kind <laughs> of uh, also kind I, of backs it up a little bit. You know, I'm, I'm I think it's got to be Tom.
2: That that question came from Russell B. Seven O Four, and I would say I thought about that a fair amount. I think it's Carl because it just kind of. <laughs> blends into the surroundings for the most part but like hey like try me motherfucker like try me on this shit like like seriously like you want to you want to run up uh, a bunch of fake financial numbers like i will put you in your place I like i'm still a proper squeal test i've run public companies for 30 years like i can do this and that's what oak hills is like to me because it uh tc are you still waiting for the whole season to come out I,
3: I've not started the, the new season yet. I'm okay. Well, we're watch not spoiling
2: it. anything. We're just okay. spoiling some quotes in in this Let's new season. It doesn't spoil or anything, but like, yeah, it's 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 like obviously qualified, not spectacular, and like if you really want to push it, to like what are your qualifications? It will stand up and be like, here are my qualifications. Like, try me, motherfucker. That's Carl. I like, I like that. I like that.
0: Yeah.
3: Tom Womkins.
2: Like- Womkins oh. too, all over the place. Like O'Kill is is. It's 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 confident in who it is, it's stout, it uh that's I think not it could to be Jerry. Yeah. It's not trying
1: blue to be blood anything blood else. Ooh, it could be Gary's good. Yeah, Gary's good, yeah.
3: Like it's not perfect. It's not it's not gonna like blow you away, but it it's solid and it's like a competent. really, really good stand-in. Yeah, highly competent. Huh.
2: Anything else we've missed? Anything else, other topics you guys want to cover before we uh kick yeah. off a week of major championship golf?
3: What what is on a garbage plate thing? Yeah,
2: I want to know
1: that, too, because I don't know.
2: (laughs) I looked this up, and I I don't want to mess it up because it feels like the kind of thing that people are going to get very upset with me if I get it wrong. Um, It's your choice of cheeseburger, hamburger, white, or red hots, which are a.k.a. hot dogs, especially those made by local companies. Weagles. Oh, I'm going to crush for that, I'm sure. Italian sausage, chicken, or grilled cheese served on top of any combination of home fries, french fries, baked beans, and or macaroni salad. Uh plate is usually topped with Rochester style meat hot sauce, optional mustard uh onions, and ketchup may be added on top.
1: Jesus, Well, that sounds disgusting maybe me and Bri- <laughs> maybe me and Bryson can eat one of those though and, report back. <laughs> and there's no veggies on it. I think you even Bryson yeah. will be totally fine to be able to hit if of, Bryson uh, were like a better sport about things, that would be this fucking literally fun segment It'd be like, hey, let's go get a garbage plate man like let's let's carb load before this round. <laughs>
2: uh kbb out there will you uh, ask phil to unblock me on twitter if you get a chance to talk to him this week i will do that yeah okay we'll see if it's uh, hard to do my job when i can't see what he's tweeting because he's yeah. tweeting that fire of these weeks well maybe uh,
3: maybe you, know. you should have thought about that i'm not i'm not blocked
2: i'm not back I, either. i, kind I of did think center. about it i sent a hall of fame worthy tweet to get blocked i don't regret that even a little bit that was uh, <laughs> uh that was one of my proudest things
1: I'll, I'll get him I'll get in his ear. I, I feel like Phil, he's, he's desperate to be listened to. And uh, right. so, you know, he's he's mad that a lot of people aren't listening. So, you know, I'd like to extend uh, uh, an ear to him if he wants to. I, I know he's not currently very impressed with me. He's been favored in some tweets that were talking some shit about me. So, uh, <laughs> you know, if or he wants to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, apparently I've been talking shit. I found out. Uh, but he hasn't blocked me yet. So uh, What maybe if he tries to kick your ass? maybe he should i mean old man can give it a go he's, i got seven years on him he's you know he's probably weighs 100 pounds less than me so he better get low because i'm gonna win a battle of uh, getting low low man so, wins yeah uh, we'll see
3: Sally, how pissed do you think uh, webb simpson is about all this tree removal hmm. probably
2: I haven't, I haven't talked to him but probably pretty pissed
3: <laughs> think about how much farther the ball is going at oak hill because there's no trees yeah crazy Think about wow. the
1: environment, the the damage done to the environment. I don't know if Webb believes in that, but uh, you know, it could be be huge for global warming.
0: Well, KBV, you were kind of uh, you're talking about Phil, you're talking about, you know, a lot of stuff here, and it, it kind of sparks to mind a segment that I think we've been talking about for a while, not really sure how it's gonna go, but you know, we we like to be introspective, uh, time and time again, uh, around here and you know, it can be a bit of an echo chamber in these parts. We mm. can be a little bit of groupthink going on. There can be a little bit of, you know, kind of, kind of, uh, these are accusations. Uh, I'm not gonna, measuring I'm not gonna, your yeah, takes yeah. again. We all I kind of agree. end up in the same place a lot, right? Never, and that doesn't never always, read the comments, Steve. Never doesn't always make for the best, uh, the best radio. So I'd like to, uh, invoke possibly invoke Hill, uh, Ooh. a, uh, a new segment called, uh, we're going to call either the courtroom or public defender. Okay. Uh, KVV okay. you're up first. I know your dad was a, a great lawyer in, uh, the great state of Montana. Yeah. Uh, so I think you're a natural fit to to start here. And what we're going to do is, you know, I think we're pretty unanimous in, in the Phil has been a, a dipshit camp, okay. uh, as of late. So, uh, you know, we haven't really prepped you for this. I'm oh. going to spring you with a case. You're the public defender. Okay. You woke up. You just had yeah. a cup of coffee and I'm, yeah. I'm going to drop a case on you. <laughs> Shook off a hangover,
1: uh, maybe, you know, it's <laughs> a long night at the, at the, the jury inn or whatever,
0: the whatever, <laughs> and, bar of my choice. Yeah. And, and uh, you're going to be, you're going to be forced to defend it. your case today, case number 087632 okay. is, uh, you know, give me the Phil was right case. Phil oh. should show up in Rochester <laughs> this week. <laughs> And he should have his feet kissed by his fellow players. Uh, you know, all the executives should be apologizing to him. Uh, there wow. should be "Bill was right banners flying over Oak Hill. Uh, give, give me that case. Break, break that down for me as best you can. And, and we're okay. going to punch back. We're going to. We're, there's going to be some rebuttals from us. Oh. But we'll, we'll keep it a civil
1: court. Group. <laughs> Your
3: client might go to jail for a long time. <laughs> yeah, and a man's is on
1: the line. First of all, this is not the first time that my client has been threatened with jail. <laughs> uh,
3: he is not
1: afraid of the consequences of his actions. He is willing to put it on the line, and I think that's what makes a great American. First yeah. of all, so let's just You're let's sure just there. put that oh, out there. My. God, he was unprepared for this. Secondly, uh, you 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 woke thinkers are always been going. You've been going at Phil for years. Uh, never never really supported his ideas. Look, we all know that that big change requires bold maneuvers. So, mm. if you know allegedly, my client was working behind the scenes to destroy the very structure of the tour that he helped build, then. That would not necessarily be against uh, the rules. The rules weren't necessarily written out like this. The, the, the bylaws have always been a little murky. And frankly, frankly, all the money that, that is pouring out of the PGA Tour spigots, where was this for years? All of, this, all of a sudden, all this talk of, oh, we're just going to go to our sponsors and get more. Well, why couldn't they do that before? Why did why did someone have to take such decisive action to, to use a, uh, a convenient... Dictator uh, <laughs> to help leverage. I mean, look, it, it sometimes to make change, you got to get your hands a little dirty. You got to partner with tough people. What is uh, what is our experience as uh, around the globe as the global policeman? As Americans taught us, sometimes you have to part. Cody will tell you this: you have to partner <laughs> with bad people to go after the worst people. And I will just say that Phil has been just maligned unfairly. Uh, he is the reason that, you know, people are building second homes, big mansions. He's, he's enriched two different tours now. Ob-
3: objection, objection, your honor. He's, he's calling my, cl- my client, big Jay Monahan, uh, <laughs> the worst person. Uh, objection! You're listen, alleged <laughs> over think. overruled. Okay. He's, he's I, this... cooking. You okay. kind of got the, you get the Biden.
0: Cook. You kind of got the Biden thing going on, KVV viewers all the time. No, li- listen. I'm listen. Serious. This I'll is listen. Li- listen you can listen to the malarkey
1: out there. That that that, that big J Monahan. Let's first of all, who calls themselves Big J Monahan? I mean, that's just completely absurd. But listen. Next, let's say that why isn't, why is Phil the oldest guy around of this generation? Why is he the one out there looking out for the young guy for the, for the changing tour that bring, bring in new fans? Why is Phil the only forward thinker out there? What was your God, Tiger Woods doing during all this time? Why wasn't he using his leg- leverage out there, his legacy? You know, I, I'm insulted that Phil had to be the one to take all these arrows so that, you know, all you woke podcasters could go at him <laughs> week after week talking about what a what a crazy person he is on Twitter. Twitter's the new medium. Twitter is the the free speech sort of, you know,
0: New story. York Times
1: of the world. Yeah, there's if it wasn't for the Elon Musk's of the world out there letting people like Phil tweet crazy things, well, we, we wouldn't know so much about what's going on here in this madness of, of between tours. So thank God that Phil's out there sticking up for Taylor Gooch, a fine player in his own right, you know, who would have gotten totally screwed over by the PJ of America if Phil wasn't willing to stick his neck out. Uh, I, I think I think I rest my case here. Phil, Phil ought to be celebrated. Seth Waugh ought to be presenting him with a scepter of, you know, <laughs> of, of the biggest change maker in the history of, of, these, of this era, instead of, you know, sitting here whining about how Phil needs to just shut up and dribble. <laughs> Well done. I thought that was going to wrap up like eighteen different times. Well, I, I still may be going, Sally. I'm out. just yeah. getting warmed up here. I mean, listen, I you know, I've been I mean, no, to s- stick up for my guy Phil for a long time. By God, he's you know, the, the dishonest golf media. God, I think I'd be a
2: bad lawyer because I don't I don't know if I could channel I don't know if I could channel that energy <laughs> that you just that you just some that you just drummed up there. I don't know if I could win politically like that.
3: Guys, quick question: How did Gooch get in?
2: uh special uh, exemption
3: yeah and they like, gave him a special exemption at the end like they
2: gave so a lot of all guys of his, all of his whining was about
1: the us open not pga yeah. right
2: oh that's
3: but okay the, that's right but sorry, the
1: PGA, yeah, sorry. pga america did give him a, an exemption in uh but that's, he, he okay. wasn't whining about that he was whining about the us Open.
3: they also gave one to c one and they
1: did thanks to their objection federation. irrelevant your honor Point's
0: we'll, list which is a whole yeah, hour and forty minutes into the pod, I guess. Also, can, if if anything,
1: Phil has bracelet. helped expose the corruption of the OWGR that the the, the, trans, sir, the lack of transparency. Up, Let,
0: objection!
1: <laughs> I, I object.
3: And we're gonna hold you in contempt.
0: I'm not afraid of jail. <laughs> <laughs> He's also exposed how bad Seawad Kiv is at golf. Uh, which is not something I would have noticed without. The but lift door. apparently, he exposed what a great guy Cameron Tringale is.
1: What an what incredible, a great short game. What an incredible driver <laughs> of the golf ball, Brendan Steele is. When's the last time you thought about those things, huh? <laughs> Phil is opening our eyes to the talents of underappreciated players. You, you people just talk about Rory every week. It's pathetic. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you people.
1: That's, He's a defender hilarious. of the
3: mules.
0: <laughs> I mean, Mules, Mules have rights too, don't well, you think? I guess my, my only rebuttal to all of that would be, when have we ever seen uh, Phil do any of these things for anybody else uh, <laughs> over the 30 years that he's spent in the public eye? I mean,
1: listen, he tried to steer Brandle Chamblee into broadcasting well before Brandle was ready by saying that people <laughs> like him shouldn't even have a tour card. So, <laughs> you know, I think that's a, that would have done a favor
0: to Brandel. Think about he could have risen up the ranks even quicker. I guess at the Ryder Cup too, when he drove that bus over Tom Watson. Exactly. Was, exactly. Now, now they're we're, all right. That's we're another thing. a little precedent here. Phil
1: changed the history of the Ryder <laughs> Cup. When when the United States goes over there and wins Italy this year, by a bunch, I'm sure <laughs> they should just go ahead and, and drink a toast to Phil. God, that that actually would have been a good prompt. I think Phil you could have kept a little more credit straight face with. He's going to take credit for I mean, this
2: Ryder Cup, I bet.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he remember when he dressed up in all that Ryder Cup gear and, and the, for the, the I guess it was the President's Cup, and you know he was he was wearing those goofy sunglasses. What a patriot! <laughs> That's. That's a guy who loves his country. He's never. He's always trying to pay his share of taxes. Not more, but just his fair share.
2: <laughs> Objection. He actually complained about that in 2013. I'd like to see exi- uh, submit Exhibit 48172, which is Phil Mickelson's complaints about the California tax code, uh, which he later did apologize for, but admitted fault. Uh, I believe that should be recognized by the courts in this situation. Um, also, we're,
3: we're, we're talking about federal federal uh, tax law, not, not state tax law here. Okay.
2: Okay. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll pick back up on that, but I, I think it, it speaks to the other case being made here, which is that, uh, as my, uh, my co-colleague here, co-plaintiff here has alleged that Phil Mickelson has only acted in the best interest of Phil Mickelson in the history of Phil Mickelson. Uh, none of this possibly Phil Mickelson spent 30 plus years on the uh, PGA tour None of it had many, many, many years to take up leadership positions within the tour to take action on changing what he wanted changed. Your client has alleged that the PGA tour was sitting on approximately $800 million in reserves. Uh, which I, if I believe, if I'm waiting for you to make this, uh, you know, allegation, while the PGA tour is saying we have 300 million, maybe that was the most we had in reserves, and your client saying 800 million. Why has your client not? asked for an investigation into the finances of the PGA tour in his 30 years on this tour, he is alleging that all of these people, Jay Monahan and all of these board members, all of these executives from all of these companies all over the world are hiding $500 million. Or committing fraud as a part of their, their roles on the PGA tour. Why has your client not ever made any kind of legal inquisition into this happening? I'm super curious if this is just a political play or if this is a true accusation of fraud at the highest level. And I'm not even talking about the $20 billion in digital assets that your client has claimed (laughs) that the PGA Tour is hiding. $20 billion. $20 billion is a million dollars a day for approximately 25
1: years. Listen. My lawyers will be looking into that soon enough. I, I, they all will be revealed, as my just client wait. has said over and over again. You wait until the investigation comes out. It's going to be, it's all you people pulling these dick moves are just going to be eating it. You're, you're, you're bringing you're up a one. lot. Of, yes, you too, Who? Oh my God. Uh, listen, there, there's, there's some fair points in there, but let's just say that, you know, those investigations should be pending. That why why shouldn't somebody look into that? All will be revealed, Sully. That this is, you'll see. We're, we're not we're not afraid Sun, of the truth.
3: Sunlight out. is the best disinfectant. Absolutely,
0: right? absolutely. That was a brilliant I, debut of this segment. I have yeah, no yeah, idea. I where I we of all the segments here. of all the segments we've done. That that was definitely that one, was one, of one of them. them.
2: <laughs> I don't know how that related to the PGA Championship preview. Other than Phil is here to defend his title, sort of after skipping last year, which was uh part of the uh, it was just very sad um i hope he's vocal this week because it will make for some interesting content
0: but uh fingers crossed we need him to play well probably otherwise it's going to be hard to get an excuse to talk he to doesn't
1: him. have a press conference so if he yeah. wants to hold one in the parking lot i'll
0: be happy to be there
1: track him the
2: down room. i want to hear he you is. ask some big j big j journalism questions to him so sure.
3: what's with that why did they not give like you know i know i know Was at all the stuff before and like before about Civility taking over and the Masters setting a good example for all that. But like, the, like Cam Smith, not having a presser, you know, Phil not having a, like, it seems like at some point they need to pull the bandaid off. I think that we don't know
1: whether some of these guys are just rejecting right. presser. Like if you ask Cam yeah. Smith to do a presser, does he want to do a presser? Don't you think Cam would most likely say like, no mate, I think I'm good. Like that doesn't, I don't know. That has no appeal to me. So I, I like, there was a big kerfuffle at the master's started by some, some of really dumb broadcast people who were saying like, oh, I can't believe that CBS didn't, you know, interview Phil. And I was like, hey, you know, Phil actually got asked to be, you know, post round if he would talk on camera. And he said, no, he didn't want to while the, the Masters was still in doubt. And then he came by and said, all right, I'll, I'll answer three questions, but I'm going to be really brief. He's the sort of prefaced with that. And so I was, like, correcting that uh, in the sort of, like, you know, things. And people were already, they were fully ready to just go conspiracy theory that CBS was screwing them over, that CBS was trying to sort of, you know, downplay the Phil story. I was like, if you aren't going to even let facts, like, sort of influence you at all, then I don't know why we're even having these kind of debates. Like, it was Phil's choice and Phil came back afterwards and did a frigging press conference to Phil's yeah. credit, you know, yeah. and didn't matter if you pointed that out either. It was like, Oh no, the masters and Phil were trying to, you know, the masters and CBS were trying to bury the Phil story, man. That just wasn't the case. But if you want to believe whatever conspiracy you want and not believe the people that are on the ground, then I don't know how to help you.
3: Yeah. Well, um, and like, does Phil go to, so I think the, the, the dumbest thing in sports is this PGA champions dinner. Yeah, it's, like, uh, it seems so forced. Uh should although, really
1: have like a PJ Champions brunch,
0: just
3: differentiate it somehow. Yeah. <laughs> or, or like a Zoom call.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> just the Zoom with all the winners.
3: Yeah, or like a wine and cheese tasting or something. You know, <laughs> or or like, just,
2: wear your blue jackets to the to the, to the brunch.
3: Yeah. yeah, but it's like, is Phil gonna go to that too and like not talk like not say a word the whole time?
0: Uh, he seems like he's kind of feeling himself again. I don't know. Um, it's, his, time. it's a bit of a Quote, I, got, <laughs> I think I got my swagger back uh, <laughs> oh, <kinda> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Alright
2: guys let's wrap it That's a long PGA Championship preview For, uh, for Wokemont
0: uh, One name who's your one pick Roy TC
3: Guys I gotta do it to him. Tommy Fleetwood
0: mm. uh, Scheffler Rom. God, I should have said Rom. Damn
3: Whoa, it. Too late. Too late. <laughs> All
0: right. Thank
2: you, everyone, for tuning in. It's going to be a great week. We will have live shows Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We will be live on ESPN+, Plus, uh, doing an alternative broadcast from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. on both Saturday and Sunday. We will also be doing... Uh, some sort of uh, a live check-in during the practice round coverage on Wednesday, I believe sometime around 2.30. Don't know that for sure on ESPN+. A lot of coverage coming your way. KVV is going to be on site writing some stuff, asking some hard-hitting questions. Uh, We will be bringing you all of the major championship heat, uh, maybe some future public defender segments in there as well. So thank you all for being here on a Monday evening. Thank you for tuning in, and everyone enjoy the however many versions of the PGA Championship this is at Woke Cheers. We'll have we'll to kill. do a we'll uh,
3: damn it, a Robert Trent Jones Senior one because he he's from Rochester. We, we we'll have to public do a whole public gonna, defender. We're gonna make you do that. that. Start, we're start, start preparing
0: you. your case, TC. Yeah. I will. I will. Well, he got uh, he got all this prep. I didn't get all this prep. <laughs> yeah.
3: Also, the uh, God, weather app will be bucking its head this week too. So just just want to let people know that.
2: Thank you, TC. Thank you. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you back here later this week. Cheers. Cheers.